Good evening. Today is Tuesday, February 1st, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter and step is step five into action. And our speaker tonight is Tamara C. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you. Uh, it's just really great. It's great to be seen. It's great to be heard. Um, but I can feel like my ego wanting to sound good and look good make the right impression, make you all like me. So I'm gonna start with a prayer. Um, so higher power, thank you that I'm coming to know you better through the practice of the steps. As I try to share my experience with step five, I ask that you remove anything that stands in the way of my usefulness. Higher power, I pray that you give me everything I need to do your will. And thank you that you are enough, that you know what we all need to hear and the growth that you want us to have tonight and that uh, you, are, you care and you're able. And so uh, I just ask that I can be a channel of your light. So um, yeah, it's so good to be here. Um, I love the, the name of the meeting. Uh, what this meeting is all about, choose your own conception. Um, and so I wanna share my experience with how step five um, was really, really a big part of me being able to choose my own conception of a higher power. And I do, I do use, um, I call my higher power God. Um, and I hope that um, doesn't turn anyone off. I really, really love the part in the big book from we agnostics where it says um do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you so um i love that we get to just hear the terms that other people use and um apply it to what what's meaningful to us so um i want to talk about like what was it like, what happened, what it's like now, but all relating to my step five. And um, I wanna focus more on what drove me to my compulsive eating than um, so much on the food. And so um, step five, the directions for step five are in the chapter into action. And um, so on page 72, uh, we see right away like, What's it all about? Why are we working step five? Why are we working any of the steps? And it says, we've been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator and to discover the obstacles in our path. So um, I'm gonna start with like, what was my old attitude and what was my old relationship with God and the obstacles? Um, so, there was definitely something wrong with my conception of a higher power. Um, but I, I didn't, of course, I didn't think that. And as I worked with my sponsor through the steps and especially step five, and she challenged me so much to look at my conception of, of a higher power and how it was showing up um, in all this pain that was behind my eating. Um, she, she helped me see, I would say, only, she would say, what's the lie about God? And I would say, oh, no, I, I don't believe that about God. I God is good. God is gracious. God is forgiving. God is accepting. 
And she would say, Tamara, I know you think that you think that. I know you think that in your head. But that's like your theology, your idea about God. But what do you really believe about God? What are you operating on? And you can look at how it's how how you're responding to life and see what do you really think about God? And so I could see that I was operating on fear and pain and, and food, turning to food and other things for ease and comfort. So um, I, I operated on, I'm bad. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm not safe. So God isn't safe. God is scary. Um, I have to hide. Um, and so since God's not enough and I'm not enough, I need something else. I need, um, I need achievement. I need approval from the world. I need um, my outside circumstances to be going my way. I need to figure things out. I need answers. I need, I need all these things to line up just right so that I can be worthy, so that I can be okay, so that I can be safe. Um, I need a um, perfection. I was chasing perfection. I believed that um, I had to earn God's approval and the world's approval. I, I believed I needed to change myself. I needed to fix myself. I needed to be more. I needed to do more. I needed to try harder. I just heard on a meeting, somebody called it, like if it were my name, they would say, I lived on um, the Tamara Working Hard show. And I thought, oh my goodness, that would be like the title of my autobiography, the Tamara Working Hard show. This is, this is um, how I lived. And my sponsor helped me see, like I have rheumatoid arthritis. And she said, Tamara, you know, that's a, uh, um, your immune system is confused and attacking yourself, right? So all this pain of your whole life of you bullying yourself and telling yourself you're not enough, you need to do more, you need to be more, you need to fix yourself, you need to change, all that pain, it, it needed to, to show up somehow physically. So it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? That your, your body is confused and, um, and this pain is showing up physically. So um, now on page 73, it says um, in the middle, more than most people, the alcoholic leads a double life. He's very much the actor. To the outer world, he presents his stage character. Oh, yes, this is me. This is the one he likes his fellows to see. Mm -hmm. He wants to enjoy a certain reputation, but knows in his heart he doesn't deserve it. And then it says down a little lower, he's under constant fear and tension. This was what I operated on. This is how I lived my life, constantly on stage, constantly thinking, how will the world judge me for this, this act, this behavior, this thought? It just never able to just relax and just be. And um, it was very painful. And so it led to, I, 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 it was so painful. I couldn't, it was unbearable. So I ate. I ate. I, eating food was my friend. It really did help me. It did help me feel better for a while until it turned on me, right? And all but cut me to ribbons. So food was my friend. Um, but what was even more miserable was what drove me to the food, that I was never enough and that God didn't really understand me, didn't really understand and care 
God was not personal enough to me to say, Tamara, I get you. I know what you need. I know what's going to um, make you okay and satisfied. And so um, um, I, I can show you some pictures. I do want to assure you that I, I am one of us and I have the. So let me see if I can share. Um, actually, I think I won't take the time for that, but um, I, I was definitely in the food and I, then I found OA and then I had a relapse and it got way worse. I gained all my weight back plus more. And then I started doing things with food I've never done before, like eating food I didn't even like. I was just chasing that effect uh, and food stopped giving that, me that effect so much or it didn't last as long. I remember sitting there thinking, okay, when I finish eating this, I'll stop. That would be enough. So let me put the package away. And so then I would get down to like the last one of whatever it was, like a cracker. And I would be like, okay, when I finish this, I'm done. It's enough. I'll be satisfied. So I would put it in my mouth and I would like try to make it last as long as possible. And then as soon as it was gone, I panicked. I had this panicky feeling like it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. I have to go get more. And, it, and I, it, what torture, you all know this torture, I'm sure, to live in a space of I'm desperately needing that and that's never making me feel okay. It's like imagine being super, super thirsty and drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking water and never feeling like you're not thirsty anymore. That's how the food was for me. So, and I just kept eating knowing this is not going to make me okay, but I don't know what else to do. I just have to keep eating. It, it was miserable. So how did I get from there through to this place now where I'm not in so much pain and I don't have to eat? So what happened in, st in step five? So in, um, on page 73, um, it says in near the top, they only thought they had lost their egoism and fear. They only thought they had humbled themselves, but they had not learned enough of humility, fearlessness, and honesty in the sense we find it necessary until they told someone else all their life story. So I, um, I did my best to do my first step five thoroughly and honestly because I'm a perfectionist and I came to OA to get my eating under control. So I was going to do everything I needed to get my eating under control. So I, I was going to be fearless and thorough. And I, I saw step five and I was like, oh no, I cannot do that. But I was like, I'm doing it. I'm willing to go to any lengths. I'll do it. So I got to step five and to the best of my ability, I did. I shared everything with my sponsor, my first sponsor, the, the things in me that I thought were the most shameful I shared with her and she, she loved me. She accepted me. And that was very powerful. But there was a lot I didn't understand about the purpose of the steps and um, that they're to get a relationship with a higher power. And I didn't understand um, there's so much blocking me. I couldn't see. I didn't really uncover what was blocking me from my higher power. So I, but I shared everything I, I knew to share at the time. Um, and then several times I've been through the steps and I always did the best I could for what I was ready for. But this last time through step five, I, oh, it was amazing. It was amazing 
talking with uh, the sponsor that I have now, just, um, and she pushed me to dig and uncover and uncover and um, to look for the lies behind the fears, behind the resentments, behind the harm that I did. And um, it was really key in helping me discover the obstacles and clear a path to a new concept and a new relationship with a higher power. Um, so I did my inventory, I did step four, I followed the directions in the big book with the guidance of my sponsor. Um, and then um, I did a little bit of step five along the way. She said, don't wait until the end and then call me with all your questions. So going along, doing my step four, I would call her and say, so I did this resentment. Can you tell me if I did it correctly? And so I was sharing some of myself um, and um, she redirected me with um, challenging questions and helped me, uh, especially she helped me look at my preconceived ideas. She had me make a list of all my um, old ideas about myself and life and God. And that was really helpful. And then I could use that when I was asking myself, like, where am I dishonest? I would look at my old ideas and say, oh, yeah, the dishonesty here is that I'm supposed to have all the answers or I'm not allowed to feel upset or whatever. So then um, and she challenged me to hold my higher power accountable. And so I put. God on my resentment list a bunch of times. <laughs> I was resentful. I, I have resentment at God for um, this experience in my life, for not protecting me from that, for, you know, just life not going my way. A lot of resentments were God for bigger things like innocent animals suffering in the world. What is that about? So uh, all these things put these resentments and held God accountable. So then when it came, when I finished my whole inventory and I shared it with my sponsor. Um, what I wanted was for her to say, wow, you worked really hard on it. Mm -hmm. Good job. Let's move on to step six. Instead, she kept uh, interrupting me. God, give me uh, just the right sponsor that I needed this time through. And so I want to talk a little bit about choosing the right person. So it says um, on page 74, uh, we are very anxious that we talk to the right person. And then skipping a little that you fully understand and approve what we're driving at. So my sponsor knew that I didn't need to hear what I wanted to hear. I needed to hear what I needed to hear so that I could grow and uncover and, and have freedom and healing. And so it says, um, he should realize we are engaged on a life and death errand. So my sponsor cared more about my recovery than my feelings. And so um, she would interrupt me and say, no, no, Tamara, what's the lie about God here? Or, or um, uh, and especially like when it came to sharing with her my conduct inventory, and I didn't do just sex conduct, but I did relationship conduct. And um, she really pushed me to say, she said, use I statements. I did this. I caused this harm. I was inconsiderate in this way. And um and like for my resentments, um, she would say, you know, make it more general. Like I'm selfish in that I want to run the show. I want life to go my way. I'm dishonest in that I expect people to be different than they are. And, and, um, and then- That's the five minutes. Oh, thank you. So for the fears, she, she had me ask um, specific questions to, to do the part about why do I have this fear? And, um, the, the questions were, 
Um, what's the first memory you have where this fear came into play? And how did this fear protect you? How did self-reliance come into play? And how is it a defect today? And how does it feel? And so, and that was a lot of work to do all that. And then the prayer, and then, you know, God, what would you have me be? And she kept pushing me on that one. God, what would you have me be? And she would say, Tamara, that's a do. I was like, no, I can say be. God would have me be patient. God would have me be more understanding. And she's like, yeah, no, that's a do. What will God have you be? And I was like, oh. uh, and then I it ended up, God would have me be loved. She said, what would you say to a friend? What would you say to a friend in this situation? You would want your friend to be safe, to be loved, to be seen, to be held. I was like, wow, that's what God would have me be. So that really changed my, my concept of my higher power. So um, this just healing began for me. Space was opened up in sharing my, my inventory with somebody who heard and gave me um, honest feedback. Space was opened up for me to have a new concept of a higher power whose voice was not harsh and critical and judging, but um, whose voice was, is gentle and compassionate and affirming. And um, God said to me, Tamara, all these years, when you heard a voice saying, do, do more, be better, try harder, that was never me. And I, that was very powerful for me to realize that that was never my higher power telling me I needed to be different and do better. The, the voice of my higher power today is tender and sweet. And um, my higher power calls me friend. And, and that's, that's incredible to me. So why do I need food if I have a friend who's personal to me and everything to me and goes ahead of me and, and is holding me no matter what is happening outside of me? Like, I love this. I hear nothing changed, but everything changed. So same job, same annoying people in my life, same, same uh, budget, same rheumatoid arthritis, and yet everything has changed. I'm held, I'm loved, I'm safe and protected no matter what's going on around me. Um, and then, so I love the directions in the step five where we take a quiet hour and we reflect on our, our inventory. And that was a very powerful hour for me. I actually went for a walk and I imagined my higher power holding my hand on this walk. And I was just like crying going, wow, I get to join the human race. I get to be human. I get to do harm. I get to make mistakes. I get to try and fail. And I just get to be me and, and grow, be a growing, unfolding child of God. So um, what it's like now is that I do step five every day when I do my 10 steps. I, I do, I get resentful. I got resentful today, something at work. And I did a 10 step and I called someone and I shared it. And their feedback was very helpful to me. And whether I get feedback or not, sharing it with someone else is doing step five. And um, so that's very helpful. And so um, now I have a higher power who says, you know, Tamara, be flawed, be, be human, and um, be safe and loved and worthy. So now as a sponsor, I get to hear other people's step five. And um, I get to just, I, they have a higher power. 
and their higher power has got them. I don't have to know all the right things to say. I just have my experience to share and I can listen and love and um, just let them. So I think I want to close with um, something that's that I love on page 57. The end of We Agnostics says, even so, even so has God restored us all to our right minds. And step five was a really big part of that, of me being restored to my right mind. And I'm still on that journey. I'm still becoming spiritually awake every day. So with that, I will pass. Thank you for letting me share. That was beautiful. Thank you, Tamara. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step into action, step five. I think she dropped. I think we lost her, yeah. Melissa B., would you like to start calling the hands? Sure. Thanks, Amy. Uh, we don't have any hands up yet, so we'll take a minute of quiet meditation and see what comes to, to us here. Joy, awesome. You'll start us off. Go ahead. Hi, can you hear me? Um, I'm Joy, I'm a compulsive overeater. And she mentioned um, the beginning of the chapter where it says we've been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator and to discover the obstacles in our path. We have admitted certain defects. So I've been trying to get a new attitude and I've definitely been trying to get this new relationship with the higher power and to get like a better understanding of the obstacles that I have in my path because it's a challenge and it continues to happen over and over and over again. Um, so today I had something that transpired at work and it was like I festered over it. I festered over it like completely and entirely the whole day. But I knew it was like, it was like weird because I just kept saying like, I have to redirect it. I have to like turn it over. I have to do something. Like I just didn't know like exactly what had to, like, like what I needed to do in that moment. But I kept hearing like bits and pieces of what so many of you have like shared with me. So um, I did go through the whole day trying to like think of the different like prayers, think of like um, how can I not be a part of what this talk, what this situation is, like remove myself from the situations. And, and I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself because that was the step that needed to be taken. And I was able to like process with my um, sponsor a little while ago. And she like confirmed, like you did absolutely what you were supposed to do. Maybe not like per perfectly, but definitely um, moving in the right direction. So I'm just 
I'm grateful and I can identify with that part of the chapter and with that I passed. Thank you. Thank you, Joy. Thanks for sharing. Next up, we've got Michelle. Go ahead. Hi, everybody. Uh, I am Michelle, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Team Tuesday in February for your service and happy birthday to you, my sister Lita. Um, Tamara, thank you so much for your beautiful, beautiful share. Um, I loved how you started off talking about your conception of your higher power um, and how it's adjusted and changed over time. And I, I so related to our idea of what we think we should be thinking about God versus what we actually feel inside. And I, I, I related to, you know, I came into program, I considered myself a spiritual person and I'd say, you know, God is gentle and God is kind and I am loved, but inside I, I didn't even know what that meant. And recently I, I sort of changed up my meditation practice and my prayer practice. I've really been, um, trying to practice two-way prayer for the first time. And it's resonated a lot with me. And I've, I've really come to learn that my higher power is gentle and my higher power does love me. And it's taken some time, but I loved that. And I wrote down what you said. You said, be flawed, be human, be safe, be loved. And I, I just... I don't even know if you realize you said it, but it was just such a powerful statement of like, we get to be human now. And I, I just got to say, um, today is my one year anniversary and I get to be on this wonderful meeting with everybody. And I'm so grateful. But today was a regular like plain Jane day. You know, we're about to go into a snowstorm in Chicago. I'm bundled and hunkering down and like, I get to be human today. And I got to feel every emotion on the spectrum and not go to the food of it or go to the food. And I got to show up, be human. Uh, I get to, I get to join the human race and show up for life. I think that's what you mentioned. And I just thought that was so beautiful of, it may not always be blissfully and perfect, but that is not life. And walking through this path is not perfect. And there is no room for perfection in, in being human. So thank you for that reminder. Um, wonderful to see everybody, my, my family. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for sharing. We don't have any hands up. So um... I will put mine up and briefly share. Um, I'm Melissa Compulsive Overeater. Just really wanted to thank um, Tamara for your share. I um, really appreciated what you had to say about living with a chronic illness, um, really related, um, and just really loved what you said about higher power, right? About looking at how you operate on life and that being your belief, because that was very much the case for myself in when I came into program um, and started doing the steps. I think I had this belief, uh, but wasn't really following through with the belief with my actions, right? So thank you so much for uh, coming and sharing with us today. And I will pass. Next up is Francesca. Thank you so much, Melissa. Um, thank you everyone for your service and happy birthday, um, Lita. Um, hi everyone, I'm Francesca. Um, 
gratefully um, recovering convulsive over and bulimic. Um, thank you so much for your share, um, Tamara. Um, this thing that you said about that voice of the, like all the negative, you know, that sort of like, that that was never God. Um, I've never heard that um, really. Um, and just made me think like, I'm so judgmental. It's just such a deep um, issue of just like always looking for, you know, what someone else did wrong. And it's like, wait, in that scenario, like I'm God, like, you know, I'm like, it's like, I'm Francesca power. Like, let's go around and see like what everyone is doing wrong. And like, so if I think that about others and like, I mean, I know like logically it's like the finger pointing back at me and my shadow, like I know all these things, but you know, it's like, then I must think that like all those negative things of myself is, is God. And, you know, it's um, not, it's, yeah, it's just was um, very like powerful to hear this and, and to get to think about this and that, like, what's the lie here, you know, and these things about be specific and um, yeah, not being like your belief, because I've been, especially for the past, like six months, been really like angry at people in program, like, like in my outreach with them, I've noticed like you know, cause, um, I've been picking up the food every like two months or so. And they're like, well, tell me about your spiritual practice being all nice, um, and genuine. And I'm like, oh, I get up at four 30 and I meditate and I pray and I read the daily. Read. Let me tell you, let me tell you all these things I'm doing. Like, don't you tell me, you know, and it's like escalates to this like anger that I sort of like deserve you know, like I deserve abstinence and other people don't, um, or not don't, but well, yeah, like thinking that, that there's, um, the lie there is that there's a fixed amount, you know? And, um, and so just that, and this thing about like, where's the first time, you know, you have this fear. It's like, I have a defect of the fear of fear. And so I don't want to penetrate that. Cause it's just like, let me just go into the whole story about the fear and tell you about when I was five years old and this and this and that. And it's just kept me in this kind of like bubble of um, a fear and not like sort of, you know, leaping and, and letting, you know, the net appear. So I just really needed to um, hear all of that. And I um, appreciate what you said too about um, sponsorship. I also have um, gotten sponsors before in the past that looking back, it's like, oh, I did that on purpose. Like I wanted someone that would not would let me, you know, ride off on my high horse. And, um, so yeah, just like not worrying about sort of like my feelings because the feelings, you know, are just like a reaction to my thoughts and they're not facts and they tough. won't stay forever. Um, so thank you so much, um, for letting me think about all of that. And I'm really surprised at my share. I'm like, I didn't even know it was just your words were really powerful. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Oh, and I'm um, happy one year, Michelle. Thank you, Francesca. Next up, we've got Kaylee M. Go ahead, Kaylee. Hi, I'm Kaylee, compulsive overeater, restrictor. So grateful to be here. Tamara, thank you so much for your share. I'm in my first few months back in program and abstinence, and uh, I'm not quite at step five yet, still in my first few steps, but I just got so much out of what you shared and this, like having these ideas, like 
thinking I'm a spiritual person or thinking I know what God or higher power is. And it's humbling to like really let go and have an open mind and admit like certain things are not working, obviously. So um, because I had kept going back to the food. Um, but specifically, I wanted to ask you a question around you had mentioned rheumatoid arthritis and I also have a chronic condition and I notice like I have a lot of resentment fear um, and resentments towards like my higher power of like why why do I have this in my life and yeah I'd just be curious to hear about how you've come to like acceptance with that being um, a part of your life? Because you said it was there before and it's also there now. Um, but yeah, just anything you wanted to share on your experience of like being in your body with a condition like that and, and not resenting like your body or your higher power, or other people. Um, yeah, just anything on that. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for, thank you for asking that. That's really good for me to, um to look at again too. I mean, and it, and it still comes up. So I still do 10 steps on it. I, I love that we learn the skill set in going through the steps and then we get to use that skill set every day because we're still human. And so I can still get resentful and fearful about my health and like, where's this heading? Is this, am I just going to get worse and worse? How am I going to handle it? So I will do a 10th step and look at, okay, you know, I'm, um, and I like to start with the prayer. I, um, I ask God to help me face and be rid of the things in me, which are blocking me from myself and my higher power and others. And then I, I just kind of ask my higher power to show me what, what I need to see. And I look at, okay, I'm resentful at God because I have this, um, can, this chronic illness that's painful and, um, it limits me and the things I can do and, um, so then I look at, you know, um, what does it affect? It affects my, my security. And that's important for me to see because I, I do see how I turn to things like my, um, sometimes I'll ask like, what am I making it mean? I'm, I'm, if like, if I have perfect health, no illnesses, then I'm bulletproof. Right. So I'm making my health be my higher power. I'm turning to my health for my worth and my security. So, um, so I look at, you know, my selfishness is I, I want to, I want life to go my way. I, I think that, and the dishonesty is that I know what makes a meaningful, satisfying life for myself. That if I were God, I would not give myself this because, because somehow, so the lie is if I didn't have this, I would be happier. And the truth is, my, my serenity comes from within me, not from my physical health. So I get to uncover that. And um, my self-seeking is I'm playing God. I'm trying to say what, what life is supposed to be like. And, um, and then the fear. I mean, it's all, it's, all, it's all driven by fear for me. It's all driven by fear. Fear that I'm not going to be okay. That I'm not enough. I'm too broken. Something's wrong with me that makes me not safe and not um, worthy. And so then I really look at, you know, 
I go through all the, why do I have this fear? And then God, what would you have me be? And, um, you know, I just feel like my higher power has arms around me, holding me tight. And it was like, Tamara, go rest, go play, go just be in this day, stay right here, find me right here, right now. You're, you're, you're fine all as well. Usually I hear something very comforting like that. And then, and then I'll um, ask God to remove my fear and all the, all the things that are in the way. And I'll call and share it with somebody and get their feedback. And then I turn my mind to somebody I can help and I feel better <laughs> until the next time it comes up <laughs> and I don't have to eat over it. So thanks for asking. Thank you, Tamara. And I believe we're going to stop the recording now uh, for unrecorded questions and shares.